is happening, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck Livingston, with today's edition of the Hogcast. Uh, I'm joined, as always, every week, without fail, by Colby Yarbrough. Colby, talk to him. What's up, everyone? And Logan, L Dog Livingston. How's it going? You call him L Dog because uh, a new one. I don't know why. Because <laughs> he's a he's a female dog. The, and, uh, the Logan. And basically, Bulldog. yeah, the Logan. We, we call him L Dog because he's a female dog. And uh, I think I don't think there's another term out there to uh, call a female dog anything. So we just call him L Dog. So, um, so Arkansas played a Black Friday special. Uh, Wally Hall's trying real hard to get this thing called the uh, the um, the Battle of Black Friday, uh, and it ended up being a pretty good football contest. So long as you weren't too invested in the outcome. Uh, now, I don't know if you guys realize this or not. Uh, us three guys were pretty invested in the outcome. Uh, Arkansas lost 21-14 to in Columbia to Missouri in the first game of the battle line rivalry. That needs some work as well. I'm not saying I like that's there. That was almost as bad as um, as uh, Jim Chaney's offensive uh, scheme from the other day. But um, let's get started with Logan. Uh, Logan, uh, give us a few thoughts that you had about the uh, Missouri football contest. Ah, uh, well, we looked real good the first half. Obviously, you know, um, mm. Brandon Allen was efficient. Uh, had ten pass attempts, completed seven of those. Uh, had two touchdowns. All those things were real good. We looked real bright in the first half. Um, mm. Rushing the ball, we rushed the ball really well. Um, Second half, we come out, and uh, it's like a totally different Brandon Allen from the first half. Uh, he didn't look like he had it anymore, um, and it was, and it showed. It was rough. Uh, he he was over. I think his last last like eleven there for a, for a bit. He was like over ten there in the fourth. Um, so that wasn't very good. And you don't uh, like that. And of course we're Is gonna, and of course we're gonna keep slinging it with our Gimp quarterback because that's what we yes. do. Um, right. But you know, That's what brung you. Um, the game itself, you know, we had every chance to win again. Um, we had a couple really questionable calls in the game that I felt like could have. Uh, one I thought was definitely wrong. The 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 flowers where he strip mock. I really felt like we should have had hmm. that one. Um, but you know, I mean, we 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 gotta we gotta do better on offense in the second half. We just didn't get it done. Coles, what do you what did you see? I was kind of getting used to this winning uh, thing, but it uh, didn't last too long. But, you know, it's nice what lasted. Um, um, kind of pretty much what Logan said, a uh, nice first half, and things just kind of spiraled out of control in the second half. And uh, uh, kind of what he says about the, the qu- two questionable calls, um, you know, I'm not blaming it on the calls, of course. But you can't go anywhere uh, – especially on the road in the SEC, and have 12 uh, penalties and, mm. and two turnovers and expect to win and have a hurt quarterback. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's the main reason Arkansas uh, lost the game. Yeah, I thought the offensive execution all the way around was pretty poor. Uh, you know, the other than the running game, I feel like we were having some success on the ground, which is, uh, you know, the, the old adage is uh, dance with brung you. And uh, felt like we got to a 14 to six lead by pounding the ball and making a few timely uh, throws. It was obvious to anybody watching across the country that Brandon uh, had either re-injured himself, maybe the shot was wearing off. I don't mean to suggest anything. I just, it, it just, I could tell Logan. Logan and I watched the game together. We could tell the man was laboring. I mean, he was. There was one throw on a third down that sailed. It's still soaring through space somewhere. <laughs> was that the one where the guy was wide open? Yeah, at the sticks, past the sticks, going to be a first down, and he missed it. And like I said, if the guy's injured, the guy's injured. Um, it was obvious to anybody uh, except uh, the head ball coach and I guess uh, you know whoever makes those decisions. So he said after the game he felt like he gave him the best chance to win. That's why he makes the big bucks. I'm fine with it. 
uh, I just have to debate it a little bit because that's directly uh, uh, contrary to what I watched on television. Now, again, I, I know Brandon's a tough guy. He was probably telling him on the sideline, I feel good, I feel great. At some point, you know, you got to stop taking the young man's um, word on it and make and make a decision on your own. Yeah, here's, uh, Brett didn't. Uh, he might do it differently next time. I do not know. Logan, go ahead. Yeah, here's my thing. It's like most athletes in general are going to not want to get pulled from the game. I mean, they're just not. I mean, that's any athlete at all in any sport. They'd never want to get pulled. And um, obviously, Brandon's going to say no. But as a head coach, you know, you can tell he's not the same quarterback anymore as he was in the first half. I mean, he threw a he threw a couple bullets in the first half, but in the second half, it was just obvious that it was just a completely different guy. Um, and he was laboring after every play, laying on the ground for an extended amount of time. I mean, it was obvious. Bert, you got to pull him if you have any faith at all in your backups. And obviously, he didn't, or I don't know. I really don't know. I really have no answer. <clears throat> yeah, I the feel only, like a, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the only thing pause I can think about maybe not or putting Austin Allen is, as you can remember when Brandon Allen was thrown in the fire a couple of years ago. And I think it's still kind of probably the problems he has right now mentally is with that, um, been thrown in the fire early and having, you know, uh, didn't have success when he first came in. So maybe I'm just trying to look at some positive come out of it, but you know, I couldn't agree with y'all more. I mean, you got to pull in there. Yeah. I feel like the, um, that's why you have a backup quarterback because over the course of 12 games in 14 weeks, you're going to have a uh, little nagging injuries, things like that. Brandon's pretty much been an iron man. He missed the uh, Rutgers ball game last year. AJ Derby, of course, started that game famously. Um, but my question is if you don't have faith in Austin or, or whoever you've got behind him, you know, Rafe Peavy, I know he's the plan is to redshirt him. If you don't have plan, if you don't have, if you have no faith in these, in these guys, why are they even on your team? I said the same thing about Derby last year. If here's the thing, if everything's Brandon Allen's your starter, as, as when he's healthy, he's your starter. Uh, I've got no problem with that. He's the best that we got on the team. It is what it is. If he's hurt at all, you know Brandon's already a you know middle of the pack type quarterback. If he's hurt at all and it takes away some of his accuracy, which is already only fifty seven ish percent this year, um, I, I think you have to go with somebody who give. I I just don't know. I can't. I'm not convinced that gave Arkansas the best chance to win the game. They've been at coaches have been at practice. They, you know, this is why they make the big bucks. I just I can't see how an injured Brandon Allen gave Arkansas a better chance to win than Austin Allen. Well, that also uh, goes back. That also goes back to the point in coaching because I mean you got to have your backup ready. I mean I look back at absolutely. I look back. At, I look back at the Auburn game, uh, the scam scam game, as we all know, back in uh, 2010. Uh, Mallet went out. Tyler came in and he didn't miss a beat. I mean really, no. uh, we still we still lit him up. We were scoring points. Um, that's what you need because you need to be ready for any kind of situation. It was pretty obvious that Brandon couldn't go anymore, but we kept we kept laboring with him. Um, and I felt I felt the same way last year. Last year I felt like he was hurt all year as well. Um, the only difference was we had Derby as our backup, which obviously was a massive drop drop off as we saw in the Rutgers game. Um, whereas I don't think Austin was nearly that big of a drop off. If only Derby could have thrown the ball to himself last year, though. Yeah, well, that, that would have been something. It. Mm-hmm. You talk about a player that uh, I'm not saying Razorback fans hated him, but you know it's like you know talk about a 180 he's done though. I mean he's like a fan favorite of this year, and you know I, I love it for the kid. Oh, absolutely! You know he's made the best of an opportunity, and he really bought into moving a tight end. And that uh, I, my hats off to a guy like that. Uh, you know, other than the obvious quarterback questions, and of uh, which that again there were plenty. Uh, Logan had an interesting stat. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show started. Logan, you want to go ahead and uh, talk about the what you saw, the post-game stats in the running game? 
Oh, yeah, I was just looking at it. Uh, we had 30 pass attempts um, and 27 rush attempts. Our rushing attack, we had Jonathan Williams and Collins, both averaging over four yards per carry. Um, Jay Will was actually averaging 5.5 yards a carry, yet I still feel like we abandoned the run. Um, and I feel like it's almost impossible to do that when you got a guy averaging half a first down per carry. Um, now, refresh my memory. How, how long did Arkansas trail in this game? When did Missouri score to go up? Um, that was in the fourth quarter, right? It was about uh, four minutes. Missouri, Missouri minutes outscored left. Arkansas fifteen to zero in the fourth quarter. Arkansas led for the first three quarters all day, um, and Brandon somehow threw uh, twice as many passes in the second half as he did the first half. Um, that is that is mind boggling. Well, and another thing about their average in four yards of carry, it's not like one of them had a really big run and they kind of skewed the numbers. I mean, right. I, I don't think they had any carry probably over 15 yards. I mean, Their both longest was 18 and 16. So they did have one probably big one, but that's not like a huge like 80-yard return that skewed them real big. I mean, the longest run of the day was by Sam Irwin Hill. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so that, that that's sort of interesting to me. Our, uh, Missouri scored to go up late uh, under five minutes, I think, in the game. And obviously then you're probably going to throw it a little bit. But I don't know, are you? with If you're rolling Brandon Allen, I think you have to know that he's injured. Uh, we didn't see anything from uh, from uh, Duop, which we are all, we're all expecting uh, coming into the game, especially with a limited Brandon Allen. Uh, you know, this, here, but here's the thing. Here's my general mindset after Missouri. And, you know, y'all may not share this. It may, you know, uh, I'm about as happy as can be. Uh, considering everything, I didn't think we'd get to six wins. I didn't think we'd get to a bowl game this year. So I, I, I almost approached the Missouri game mentally as like it was like found money. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I want to win. Like, like don't I'm just like anybody else. I want to win. And that was a difficult loss, another gut punch type deal. But um, all in all, six wins, uh, a bowl trip coming, as, as Colby keeps talking about, you know, more practice time for the young guys and just as a team in general. Uh, I couldn't be happier. I, again, I never – as late as the LSU game, I wasn't even sure if we get to a bowl game. We still had Ole Miss and Missouri left um, on the schedule. I, I, I sort of felt all year five five wins was our, was our ceiling, and when we got to six – it was just like a weighted lifted off, and um, you know, again, a short week. I thought we went up there and competed. Never thought we quit. No, we didn't and, quit, uh, and uh, we also, I mean, like you talking about, we also fought some injuries. We didn't have Derby, who's obviously been an asset for us this sure. year. Um, so we obviously missed him because they could they could stack up on Henry and not have to pay with Derby. Um, I felt like, and yeah, I mean, Brandon also his injury obviously affected us dramatically in the second half. And then Coach Chaney's head injury, obviously. Uh, Chaney, man, great. like he is like I've been. I'm the biggest critic of Jim Chaney in the world, and this the, the second half is just mind-boggling. How can you give the guy twice as many pass attempts in the second half when you're winning? You're winning. That is not your bread and butter. That is not. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Uh, wait, wait. Well, I'm getting. I'm getting a text. Wait, Jim Chaney actually does not have a head injury. He's 100% healthy. So, uh, well, agree to disagree. Um. I- I'm, I'm with you, Chuck, though, and, um, you know, I'm just happy. You know, at the beginning of the season, I, I was I sat around anywhere from five to six wins, but if you had offered me six wins up front at the beginning of the season, I would have taken a heartbeat. And, and I kind of hate this this loss kind of overshadows the improvement they've made. And, and the good thing is, like, you know, I kind of talked about earlier is in the, you know, Missouri game, I mean, we, we didn't play good at all, and, and we barely lost that game on the road against the team that's going to the SEC, SEC championship game. So it's there's a lot of things they can look at and improve on next year, and uh, I think they're definitely in the right direction. So, And let me touch on Missouri. You know, I, I don't feel like this is going to be a rivalry like the SEC is trying to make it be. I, I don't have those strong feelings for Missouri. Uh, and to a, to an extent, a, cert, a very small part of me 
is even happy for Missouri finding success within a couple of years of joining the league. You know, Arkansas struggled forever when they first joined the SEC to sort of find its way. I, the East isn't what it used to be. It's certainly not as difficult as the West top to bottom. But, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit. They're a team that they keep winning ball games. You know, Colby and Logan said it last week that if it's a close game, they're going to pull it out. You don't want to be in a close game with them. They find a way to win. Great team. Way to win. Yeah, gritty team, you know, and I, I respect the team that, that plays hard every week. And, you know, they, um, you know, here's the thing. I think a lot of people, even myself, I was overlooking them a little bit. I still don't think they're as good as Ole Miss or LSU. But you can't um, you can't sleep on a team like that. And, um, again, they're, they're ranked. They just won their 10th game. Uh, I'm pretty convinced, yeah, they benefited from a few calls and an injured quarterback, but everybody's battling injuries in Week 12. You know, the, in the replay era, you're always going to have some things get turned over. You know, one side's not going to like it. Uh, you know, and it was on the road, you know, on a short week. So, I, you know, you, you got to give Missouri some credit. They hung in there. They did what they intended to do. They, they pounded on us with the running game. They didn't have a lot of success early on, but they stuck with their scheme, and eventually they started finding those holes that we didn't bother to find in the second half. And, uh, and I thought their defense played well. So, you know, uh, I don't know if they can – beat Alabama. I don't know if they can keep it within 21 points of Alabama, but I do know that, um, I mean, even, even myself, I, I underestimated them a little bit too. And, you know, uh, I, I think I sort of learned a lesson as well. I can kind of relate to Missouri because sometimes I feel like Arkansas is kind of underappreciated. And, you know, I heard a lot of calls on the talk shows this week about Missouri, you know, kind of they compared themselves to A&M. And, you know, everybody thinks A&M is just such a better program. But I think they've been them like the last seven out of eight times. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like us in A&M. We, we, we own the series ever since the Southwestern days. We aren't, aren't owned them in Jerry's world. And just the last few years, they've had success, and everybody just looks at A&M's like they're just some powerhouse, and they're really not. And so I, I kind of relate to them. Um, but after the game, you know, I, I don't have any, any love for them, for sure. There's no love lost. No, well, it always hurts to see somebody storm the field on you. Uh, on and a 6 I understand and 16. Why. Well, but they clinched the East. I mean, they, you know. I know, they, but they I mean, won it, I, you win it last year, though. I mean, act like you've been there before, right? I mean, they, you, But they, here's the thing. They really haven't. Like, they were there last year. They were there last that, year. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, again, I didn't see the issue. Nobody gave him credit all year, and then that one. That one wasn't clinched. as bad as me. Yeah, as that, them, that wasn't as bad as me as them not shaking hands before the game. That yeah, was they're, pretty, they're trying real hard. They're trying, they're trying real, real hard. hard, aren't they? Yeah, I, they, I think they really that's why Arkansas this. just kind of gives them, just throws some shade their ways because they feel like from every situation they see, and everybody's trying to make it a rivalry, and, and you know, and uh, you know, we're kind of pushing back. But you're talking about um, Missouri; um, they were actually only favored in two SEC games all year against, uh, I think, uh, Vanderbilt and Tennessee. No, that's not Tennessee, incredible. Kentucky and Vanderbilt, and they ended up. Um, what did they win? Eight or six games. And the, seven and one. Seven, seven, seven and one. one. That's right, because they lost out of conference game to a team we're not going to mention. And, and, and well, and, I'll and, mention them. It was Indiana. Oh. And let me. And since you brought that up, Danny Cannell, uh, a couple things of him. This, uh, um, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox after this. But he he, he tweeted the other day and said, "Well, uh, Indiana is the SEC East uh, champion." Then, and then I, I tweeted back and said, "Well, I guess Virginia Tech's the Big Ten champion." <laughs> and and then he went on today and uh, or was tweeting Greg McElroy and said uh, ACC's four and zero. And I tweeted him back and said, "Well, you know that was three ranked teams at home against uh, two six and six teams and a five and seven team. I'll give you the Georgia game though." People are such prisoners of the moment uh, in college football anymore. You know, every win's the biggest win ever. Every loss is the most crucial loss ever. Um, 
I would still take Georgia. Did you see how weird that Georgia game was? Dude. I would take Georgia over Georgia Tech. They'll beat them eight out of ten times. It was just one of those days. I mean, they. What was Mark Rick thinking with that squib kick, though? I don't get he it. He wasn't. I don't get that at he all. He couldn't have been. He couldn't have been. Look yeah, at, that was. Um, look at their losses this year, and look at their wins. I mean, they beat the teams they, um, you know, Matt, you know, you'd think with close games, they kind of beat them pretty bad. They beat Auburn uh, pretty bad, but the beat teams Missouri, they were supposed yeah. to, yeah, Missouri, the teams they were supposed to, um, you know, blow out Florida, um, uh, Georgia Tech, and who was the other one? South Carolina. South Carolina. They still I thought mean, the Gamecocks were good at that time. But still. You know, I think Georgia's probably a top five talented team. They should be in a top five team, you know, of course, but they didn't take care of business. Yeah, you know, and again, that's just one of those things. The SEC, listen, you can't. The SEC is a, <coughs> it's a meat grinder. It's as crazy this year as it's ever been. You look, you need to look no further than the West. Heck, even from one week to the next. Last week, you had an Ole Miss team that just didn't show up in Fayetteville on a rainy afternoon, and lost to Arkansas. Then they go home and they and they just drill uh, the number four ranked uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. I understand a rivalry game, anything can happen. That's pretty weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really shocked that Ole Miss came back like that. I thought after Arkansas literally drilled them that uh, right. that they would not come back like that. But they came out swinging and, and really took it to Mississippi State. This SEC West is such a great league, and it'll never be like this. At, well, actually, let me say this. I hope it's never like this again. Um, but it's just such a great league. Every week. You don't know. There's no correlation. LSU beats Ole Miss but lose to Arkansas, then, then recovers and goes down and beats uh, A&M on Thanksgiving night down there with all the – People shouting and the and the 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 armed people. You know, I, I don't get. I mean, incredible! What a great league. This has been a phenomenal year. The shame. This, go ahead. And this time, the, the division. Um, the first time the Western Division or any division has had all uh, teams that are bow eligible. And you got to think about it. We have seven teams versus six. What it's been, you know, before the right. last two years or three years. Yeah, and I uh, just think about it. It was going to be a shame. We were a couple. We were like a quarter away from a. Uh, us not even getting a playoff team in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know that that Iron Bowl was uh, was great drama as well. Uh, just oh. phenomenal. I mean, Amari Cooper is still wide open. He's yeah. still running. <laughs> he he just caught his uh, 18th ball of the night. That was incredible. Uh, Amari of course, Cooper cost Ellis Johnson his job. <laughs> I was gonna say, and Auburn since released. Well, you know why? Because the defensive scheme all week was find Amari Cooper, quadruple cover him. Nobody else can beat us, and you didn't find Amari Cooper. Did you guys see the 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 clip of uh, they had they had. Cooper, Kiffin. yeah, Kiffin. They had Cooper in single coverage, and as soon his as, arms were already yeah, up. His arms are already up as a touchdown before wonderful. the play even started, and he scored. I don't like Kiffin, but that was just awesome. He raised his hand. You know, they, they, they didn't bump and throw him off his um, um, uh, route, and he just he route. just put his hands up. That was fun. that was swag. Well, you know, and. Uh, that was wonderful. That might and, have been my favorite moment ever. And he didn't even look. He just like turned around and put his arms. Yeah, he was ready to call the next play. He was like, "All right, let's go." As soon as they saw, yeah, as soon as he saw he had a free release, he's just running down. That was incredible, you know. And that was a, uh, you know, uh, certainly not what I expected from that ball game. Such a high scoring affair with uh, Alabama's vaunted defense and uh, and Auburn there. But hey, you know that you Saban said it after the game. The, the the league is evolving. The nation's evolving now. Where you've got a lot more. Uh, you know, you got you get, you're gonna have to win some shootouts against some teams. You know, every rule change is favoring the offense. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll get to an SEC roundup scenario here uh, probably shortly. Um, you know, I just want to double back to Missouri. Yeah, it was, it's a frustrating loss. I, I don't know if it can. I don't know if it's gonna get to the point where it's a, a rivalry. I still cared way more about the LSU game and and even every other West team than I do Missouri. It's hard to have a cross division uh, rivalry. I think like I you know nobody else really does it. 
um, and somehow we're the ones who get shoehorned into it. You know, well, I, I, what Tennessee and Alabama got a pretty good rivalry. Um, with, yeah, I with guess. Them, but, yeah, but even then, it, it's not like it's a not, premier yeah. rivalry for them. Oh no, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, it's 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 different, and it's you know maybe we'll get uh, you know if Missouri beats us a couple times, they'll come rival for even if we beat them. But I still feel like I, it's kind of like you know LSU kind of looks at us. They feel like I guess they've had that long rivalry with Ole Miss, and they feel right. like since Saban's at Alabama, that's a rival, and it's kind of like that. They don't look at us the same way we look at them. I feel like every week in SCUS West is a rivalry game. Yeah, it is absolutely. I, I hate every is. team we're playing that week. <laughs> I hate every team, period, even if we're not playing them. I'm going to look into the future about five years, and I think we'll see LSU and Arkansas back to the last game of the year. I really, really do. Thanksgiving night, Friday after Thanksgiving. I mean, that game is that game has meant so much to so many people, I feel like. And I just think, I think it's a shame that it's not that day. I mean, I, and the Missouri game's never going to bring as much attention as that game. I don't feel like, anyway, as a Razorback fan. Like I said, the problem is, if it's not for a division title, and the LSU game often has been in the past, I just, you know, I, I mean, it, it's obviously, it could affect your, it could affect the division title if we were to beat Missouri. Like yesterday, if we had beaten Missouri, we would have kept them out of Atlanta. It affects it, but not directly. I think back to 2000, 2002, when Arkansas LSU was for the West. 2001, uh, the winner would have played Auburn for the SEC West. 2006... It, 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 they eliminated us from trying to go to the national championship game. Those are important games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other than a few recruiting dust-ups between Arkansas and Missouri, there's no history there. I mean, Frank Broyles hated Missouri so much, he left them after one year to come to Arkansas. I don't blame him. He made a good choice. I'm just telling you. And there I am. I'm trying to start this thing into a rivalry, too, on the show. <laughs> I've, um, I've been looking back to 2010. That game had some bad blood. Because, I mean, we were, that was a BCS game on the line for one or the other, you know. And um, Absolutely. They were actually favored. If you were, or, yeah. You know, they, yeah, they were like seven. We were like 10 or 11, I think, coming in. Yeah. I look, and there's still two of my favorite moments in that game. One, where Kobe Hamilton got the like big game. Uh, at halftime, to score. halftime, and then the Joe Adams fourth and two. I will never forget that play. That is Bobby Petrino's best great. moment as a coach at Arkansas. That play call right uh, there. The halftime, both of them are up there for me too, and I, I don't know which one I like better. But I love the halftime, and I know we're going back in the past. But when the uh, commentators was like, they're just going to take a knee here. Why are they in the shotgun? And then okay. I'm like, that is why. So here's my thing, though. We all three of us have so many memories from this LSU rivalry, and there's nothing for Missouri, mm-hmm. and there's nothing that I even want. To, I don't even. I don't care. I don't care about Missouri. I'm done. I'll with be it. honest with you. Uh, other than the loss, I was over this loss in about. Three hours. I mean, uh, like I, I thought about it. I had a football game to go to, and once I got involved in that game, I uh, the game was the the Missouri game was over with. We lost a game. Uh, it's not a division game. We're go, we're already going to a bowl, probably. You know, the, there are a couple people that are mouthing on Twitter, and I've seen them. They've come across my timeline, and I just, you know, I I just sort of shake them real quick. It's just I don't know LSU. If we lost LSU, that would have killed me. We lost to Missouri. I was over it within three hours. Like it's just how it is. Like, and I'm not trying to demean Missouri. I'm you know, I'm happy for, I really am happy for the things they've done, but that, that does, that's not a rivalry. Like I, I, they're not where I want to be. We're Arkansas. They're Missouri. You know, I just, I don't know. Like it just, maybe it'll grow on me. I just, I don't know. I don't even think their fans care. I think they hate Tennessee and Florida. No, and no I think that, I think they care. <laughs> I think they, you tra- think they care. I think they should have. I do. I think they should have been trying to pump up the basketball rivalry more. Cause I feel like that was, there was more there for that rivalry. Yeah, now, now that's a rivalry. I think. Yeah, um, I agree. Basketball. We're both pretty good in basketball, and especially when they had Haith 
Uh, him and Mike obviously had some <laughs> had some bad blood or hate to try to come get oh, him. You mean, when, you mean when we took their coach? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, I don't, oh my god! You guys remember Hayes trying to pick a fight with Mike at half court that <laughs> oh, one year? Oh heaven, Mike clowned on him. Yeah, Mike would have killed that guy. Mike's just like, who is this unor? Yeah, I uh. That mug left Missouri to go to Tulsa, y'all. <laughs> No, no, no. He, I'm sure that was completely his decision, and nobody asked him. Really. <laughs> I, absolutely, I'm sure that was just coincidence. That, that's a that's a promotion, right? Yeah, sure. Fair of that. Uh, Frank Hayth ran that program into the ground. Mike, An- you know, he he should be giving Mike Anderson sixty percent of his paycheck, no matter where he goes for the rest of forever. People thought Hayth was good. People thought Hayth was good his first year at Missouri. What did they lose? Three games. They were a top seed in the tournament. No, a two seed, and they lost to a fifteen seed. And then it down, it, that was downhill from there. People thought Heath was good because he won thirty something games with Mike Anderson's team. But That's he never like, won a he never won a tourney game. He got in there twice. Search the first time. No, it, I mean we haven't won a tourney game, but we haven't been in there. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to win when you're not there. But Mike, yeah, exactly. it was a different circumstances. Mike Anderson stepped into a horrible situation, and Haste and it, Look, you know, had his team already made. He's like, hey. No matter how bad the situation was before, yeah, I can't imagine it can be any worse than the Pelfrey situation. Oh God, I don't even. <laughs> the Pelfrey dynasty like... is a travesty. And it wasn't just on the court; it was off the court. You had so many. The APR numbers were way down. Kids were getting in trouble, and you know, somebody was suspended every game. It seemed seemed like, and it was just yeah, somebody yeah. was getting kicked off every year. And it's just a mess. It's just so refreshing to, um, you know, what Mike Anderson's been able to do. Arkansas was a punchline um, under John Pelfrey, and now we're just punching people left and right. So it's it's been a it's been a it, it's been a fun era. Even when Arkansas hasn't been good, it's been more fun to watch Mike Anderson because uh, I feel like we're in good hands. Um, and we, you know, agree or disagree, and you know, that's a pretty good transition, guys, into the hoop segment of, the, of this week's hogcast. Into the six and uh, Razorbacks. Mm, the nationally the ranked top Arkansas twenty, Razorbacks. yeah, top twenty-five. Uh, yeah, all those things, Arkansas, all those things apply to the Razorbacks. Uh, Arkansas actually is just fresh off of a big win today against Iona. Uh, somebody was it the North Texas head coach. Yes, he, he predicted this game would be in the one hundreds. Uh, the Razorbacks almost got there, racked up what ninety-three points. I think so, ninety-two, uh, ninety-three, ninety-two, ninety-three, something like that. So they, you know, they, they were they're still ringing up on the old cash register. Uh, it's a tough game. Iona's a game squad, from what I understand. Uh, and Mike said after the game, uh, Arkansas's depth just sort of wore Iona down. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of that as the season goes on, because Arkansas they sort of uh, sub in platoons. Uh, you know, you've got nine or ten guys you can play at any time. That's a huge advantage. Uh, Iona's not a bad team, guys. Uh, now, one of y'all watched the whole game, right? Cole, yeah, I did. Colbs, tell me what you thought. Uh, you know, they start off slow. It was really frustrating. You know, Arkansas was kind of going back and forth with them, and then they just kind of took one of their runs and uh, took the lead in the first half. In the second half, they can just got a had a couple other runs and kind of took over the game and pulled away at the end. And uh, Bell has just improved so much from last year. He's a lot more confident in shot. He, he drives in. His defense is a lot better. And then, I mean, you, you summon five other players, and if the other one, they're not doing good. They they bring a spark to the team. And, uh, you know, and just it, the team's so much better. Last year, they struggled with zone. A lot of the ball would get stuck, uh, stuck quite a bit. Um, Arkansas really couldn't shoot well, um, but you know they're attacking the zone more. They didn't do it so well. They're so good today, but they had um, they you know had their moments where they they drive in and make the zone collapse and hit the outside shot. Cause that's a big deal. Teams are going to run a lot of zone in Arkansas because they don't think they can shoot. But if they can shoot people out of zones or play from the inside out, they had a bunch of you know where they got in a, a Portis, they had double team Portis, Portis to kick it out to Bell and hit a three. 
And, uh, you know, it's something we didn't see last year. Yeah, I thought that was the key for this season, uh, more consistency from Bell, because he's really our, our big uh, outside threat. Him and now Qualls, actually. Qualls has actually stepped up quite a bit. I um, I didn't watch the Iona game, but I looked at the box score, and him and Bell both got 20 apiece, and that's huge. We're going to need that kind of production with those guys uh, to keep winning on a high level. Um, but this Iona team is really good. Uh, we, we played Wake in North Texas, who they also played, and they demolished both of them. So this Iona team's no pushover for a mid-major. They're pretty good, and we, we took care of business, which is which is good. I know there was years past where we wouldn't have won this game. So it, it's, It was a little different because Arkansas is used to teams slowing it down on them, but Iona likes to play the same style Arkansas does, and, and that's kind of recipe for disaster for them because they only play about 60 for replay, you know, about 10 to 12. You know, on top of that uh... – Iona had a pretty good guard, AJ English. Colby, what did you? You said you liked this guy in the group text, didn't you? Yeah, he had 19 in the first half. I don't know what he finished with in the second half, but they pretty much shut him down because I think he had got his 20th point really late in the second half. But I mean, he was he was hitting about every three he took. He had a good drive game. I could see him playing in the NBA and uh, when he ends up going. But uh, it looks like Arkansas made some adjustments at halftime to you know get you know find him anywhere you know and don't leave him even to help. And it, also, it seemed. Also, I was gonna say, freshman go guard. Oh, go ahead. No, you got it. I was gonna say, like, it seemed like it really worked. Also, their freshman guard, uh, Shadrick Kashmir, scored 40 points uh, during their last game, a 126-76 win over Delaware State. So, um, they got guys who were hitting for 40. They got guys who were coming in. He's six four guard, AJ English, hitting for 19 in the first half. Uh, it seems like they've got a lot of talent there, and. Um, I think that was sort of the thing that we're going to see pay off uh, for Arkansas because, you know, that sort of was the knock last year and in the past that they didn't play anybody non-conference. Well, you've already played SMU on the road. You've already played Wake Forest, who's at worst uh, an ACC team that gets ACC-type recruits. Iona, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise if they make it to the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, Some of those games are at home, uh, obviously – uh, Coach Anderson's gone to great pains to beef up this non-conference schedule, and that's going to cap with a uh, road test in Ames, Iowa, against Iowa State this week. Uh, now, uh, Logan, have you done your? Re- did you mention you've done some research on this game yet, or? I have not yet, but I just know they're a top 15 team, and it's going to be a really tough road test. I saw, I was reading some stuff online about how tough of an re- environment this place is, and um, I think that might actually benefit uh, to us because I'm, I'm still going my theory that Arkansas plays better in a packed gym. Uh, mm-hmm. We had talked about this before, uh, and these while we slump in SEC play uh, and these empty stadiums, you know, it takes kind of the energy away from our team, and we thrive in the energy, whether that be positive or negative. I feel like, honestly, uh, from opposing fans, so uh, it'll be interesting to see my theory uh, up to the test here in Iowa State. Yeah, because I think they'll be ready to go, and that's a, that's a school that's had a lot of tradition. They've been to Elite Eights before. Uh, you know, this is kind of a – this is – I'm hopping in the way back machine. Uh, 2001 NCAA tournament, uh, Arkansas was a uh, – we were a seven seed, and uh, we lost to Georgetown in the first round in Boise, Idaho. I'm sure Colbs will remember this game. Colby, you remember it? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a layup at the buzzer. But the thing I really remember about the almost Arkansas-Iowa State rivalry was uh, they had gotten upset in the first round. They were actually a two seed, lost to a 15 seed, the Hampton Pirates. Um, and uh, all I was thinking about during the Georgetown game was, uh, man, we can beat Hampton. But we didn't end up beating uh, Georgetown. And Georgetown actually made the Elite Eight that year. Um, maybe it was the Sweet 16. They definitely beat Hampton. And I remember that. I was like, man, that should have been Arkansas. And they were that was really that was no one's last tournament team. And we lost on a, 
a late a layup. But anyway, so it, I thought it was going to be Arkansas Iowa State, and it ended up not being so. Uh, you know, they had Marcus Pfizer. They've had some good teams. That, that they they were down for a number of years. Of course, the, again, that's another opportunity against the Big Twelve school. People like Big Twelve basketball. Um, they think that's a pretty good conference there. Uh, so far, the SEC has sort of been. Uh, they just keep racking up confusing losses and performances. Uh, yeah, Florida's couple, not been looking so hot. Which is good for us when we go to play them. It's bad for the SEC from a perception angle because Florida's sort of been that team to carry the uh, to carry the flag for the SEC over the past couple of years. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll get it turned on. Maybe they won't. But, um, but you know, everybody's sort of uh, – like Auburn had a real confusing loss the other night. I forget who it was even to, but they just – it's almost like they didn't even show up. But so. I thought Bruce Pearl's team was going to make the tournament in his first year. I thought that was what well, everybody no. wanted to say. Well, slow, slow up now. Hold on now. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, slow they, down, ESPN. Yeah, hold up. I mean, uh, Bruce Pearl's a great coach, but uh, you can't expect him to show up on your doorstep and uh, it, with no players and expect to start winning. I understand y'all built a new gym and you're very proud of it, but uh, let's give Bruce all two years or so. Um, as far as hoops goes, yeah, the thing I like about this team is that they can play any any way you need them to play. Uh, and we, we sort of talked about the versatility before, but if you need to play two bigs, you've got Moses Kingsley and Bobby Portis, and you know Trey Thompson hasn't really found his stride yet. You know a lot of people are high on him. Um, you know if you, if you want to go four guards like uh you know University of Memphis, you know you got the guards. You know you want you, you got to shoot the ball. You roll Anton Beard out there. You roll uh, Anthon Bell out there. Uh, whatever you need done. This team has got it, you know. So they uh, and defensively, it seems like they've been tightening up. You know, the perimeter defense was has always sort of been a sore spot for Arkansas. Uh, they lost Ricky Scott, who was a a great perimeter defender last year. He got a lot of tough assignments. He left, but it seems like yeah, with man, these long ranging, yeah, and yeah. and Drake for Memphis, yeah. And, um, both of their both of them, you know, it seemed like it's, when Mike Anderson got here and got players, their uh, playing time decreased too. So. Right, I don't think it's huge losses. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, so again, it's just you know getting back into basketball shape. I, mean, I think that's a lot of it. You know, they're, they're they're sort of hitting it a little bit now. That you know they got some big games. Iowa State, you know, that's that's one that Arkansas could lose if they win it. Though, in addition to the SMU game that they've already won down in Dallas, which was a key win, I thought uh, they lost a kid to, to grades. Was it grades? I think it was grades. Yeah, hitting it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, uh, you know, they, they lost him, and he'll be out until at least a semester if he can even write the ship in that time. But that's still a huge win. They were nationally ranked uh, the week before we played them. So that was, um, you know, you can't control what they do. All you control is what you do. And so far, Arkansas is pretty great. Here's the thing. If we get, if we make it the next Sunday with a goose egg and a loss column, it's going to be a huge, huge year. Because that means we beat Iowa State on the road and Clemson on the road. Because we got a big showdown mm. with Clemson next Sunday. Mm. I mean, even if you win, if you win one out of two, that's huge. I'm still fine with it, yeah. Yeah, I'm big. Yeah, the ne- next three games are going to be critical. You have uh, Iowa State, Clemson, and we got Dayton back at home. So mm. if we wouldn't come out there 2-1, two, uh, two and one, I, you know, I'd be tickled to death. I think we stay in the polls as well. I mean, that they might mm. drop us, but there's no telling. Um, I think – I mean, all right. Go ahead, Cole. I said I doubt they'd drop us just if we lost to Iowa State, but you, you never know. It depends who else is, you know, coming up, and especially this early in the season. That's the good thing about the, the tournament, though, in basketball. It doesn't even matter if you're ranked or not, really. That's, right. that's just second mm-hmm. second stuff, you know. Get in, and if you're good enough, you'll get your opportunity to win in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so so before the season, I think we sort of uh, discussed the SEC at large and things like that. Uh, how would you rank the SEC now? Would you change anything? Have you seen anything that makes you – you know, have you seen anything you like, you haven't liked? Uh, Colby, how, 
I think you predicted Arkansas to finish about third in the conference. Uh, do you think second, first is now a possibility? What do you think? I think first is, you know, I'd love first, but I, I think Kentucky's just got too good of a squad. I wouldn't really be surprised with second this year, though. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at Florida's losses. I mean, they lost a good Miami team, Georgetown, and a number five North Carolina team. So, you know, I'm sure they'll, they'll get better. They're they're having to work around some things. They lost a lot of production from last year. Most of their most of their teams, I think they returned one starter and uh, lost like 70% of their scoring or more. But um, so I'm, I'm sure when they get things figured out, they'll about time we roll into Gainesville, I'm sure they'll be hitting their stride. But, you know, I, I still say probably, you know, second or third. Do they still have John Pelfrey on staff? Yes. Yes, but I don't think he does much. The, the, they'll miss the tournament. He, go, he goes and makes Powerade, dude. They're all going to get food poisoning and die. Uh, they have a good bleed. Though. Sometimes they got to have a good yeah. bleed, Charlie. They're going to have a good <laughs> internal bleed, and then they're just going to uh, they're going to they're going to expire on the court. Logan, uh, what do you think? Anything? I still think it, I said second before, and I'm going to stick with that. Uh, Florida looks even weaker than I thought. Obviously, they had some. The losses weren't bad losses. They they played some good teams, but I mean, we've been pretty impressive ourselves. I mean, I was pretty shocked with the SMU win. Honestly, that's a game we don't win last year. I don't think. And, um, you know, this week's huge, really, in perception. Come and tell – you talk to me Sunday, uh, and I might have a different feeling about that, good or bad, you know. Uh, this week is going to be telling for the Razorback basketball team. But the SEC as a whole is even weaker than I thought. You know, there's been some head-scratching losses across the conference. Um, and hopefully that means good things for Arkansas, at least. Maybe we won't have head-scratching losses in conference as well. we got to avoid those. Yeah. Uh, another- Okay. Um, I guess I probably should have missed earlier when we kind of broke down the team, but um, I guess it goes back to the SMU game. I know last year, kind of the knock on Mike Anderson, uh, the last couple of years, uh, he couldn't drop plays in a during a timeout, or um, he couldn't develop a big guy. Well, Portis and Kingsley, um, they're not just like, you know, killer inside, but I mean, they've improved so much. And SMU, I, I think it was after like three timeouts, SMU made a run and was really closed in on the Razorbacks, and he called a, a called timeout, ran a play, and they scored off of it. And I, I don't know if y'all remember that but last year was uh, if y'all remember last year when he got a lot of criticism for not being able to draw a play I think that just goes a lot of uh, you know your team better you have more talent in here and I, I think it goes back to football as well I think once Bielema gets more talent in it, it'll make him look like a lot better coach now you know and some people that didn't like the Mike Anderson hire they're always going to be down on Mike Anderson it's not really going to matter what he does they're always going to discredit it's just one of those things you know some people just have their opinions and they just they stick with them, you know. And there's a that's just part of it, you know. You're always gonna have crit- they're always gonna have critics. You're not gonna make everybody happy. Um, I've all I, I've never wavered on the Mike Anderson era. I would have I, I felt like if we didn't get it done this year, and, and there's still there's still a lot of season left. I felt like if we didn't get it done this year, uh, you know, there'd be some some cause for for some concern. But uh, so far, I mean, you gotta like everything you've seen from Arkansas because Bobby Portis is a monster. The guard play is gonna be fine. Um, I mean, I can't see anything this team doesn't have. I'd like one more shooter, maybe, ideally. But, um, I mean, that's that's sort of a luxury deal at this point, I think. I mean, I feel like this team is is deep. They're aggressive. They're equipped. Uh, they've all been recruited by Mike Anderson. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's exciting. I thought about or when they brought Lee Mayberry on uh, staff, you can tell the guard play has got, got better from last year. I think that's probably a lot to do with him. Well, shoot, Lee could probably still play. <laughs> Lee, no does doubt. he got any eligibility left? I, I think he nah, – no, I think he played four years. Uh, shoot, Lee, I, that dude's good for ten minutes a night. Get him out there. Get the man in uniform. Mm-hmm. 
you know, yeah, I, I'm sort of the same as y'all. I, uh, there's nothing. I think I said third or fourth early on. I mean, I, I think that. I mean, again, just from what we've seen, Arkansas has been as impressive as anybody except for Kentucky. You know, I might have to amend mine to second. Uh, Kentucky has a great resume win. They just pounded Kansas one night, um, which we knew. I mean, we knew they had that talent. You know, we know that Calipari uh, is always going to have that sort of team, and uh, we know Kansas is always going to be good. So uh, I was surprised at the amount, the you know, the, the dominance by Kentucky, but I wasn't surprised that they won. I don't think anybody was surprised that Kentucky won the ball game. Um, and it's, they're still going to have to earn it on the court. Uh, Arkansas always plays well against uh, Kentucky. Mike Anderson specifically against uh, John Calipari's system. So it's uh, it's one of those things. I'll take my chances when we get to that. And uh, just I'm just excited about the about the possibilities. You know, that, that's sort of the you know football and basketball. That, that's where you. The difference is in the past, Arkansas hasn't always had the 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 man that you'd want in charge uh, for the long term. You know, like you you sort of question what's going on uh, because you just don't believe in the leadership. But I think, I think everybody believes most people believe in the leadership of Brett Bielema and Mike Anderson. And I think even the, even when you struggle in situations like that, I still think it's easy to sort of have faith when you know that you've got a guy who's a proven winner has been through the battles and is going to do the right thing in building the program. you know, and it's just, um, you know, Brett's doing. Brett's earning that respect. Mike, I think, has that respect. Norm, uh, Dave Van Horn. Uh, Dave Van Horn's getting it. You know, so it's it's good to have that type of leadership uh, leading your leading your sports programs. I think. Yeah, I'll say that right now. I've never felt this confident about all three of our head coaches ever than we either do right now. I mean, Mike, I trust in Mike. I trust in Bert, and of course, I trust in Van Horn. Van Horn gets it done. I know it didn't happen, but if Arkansas would have beat Missouri, the basketball and football team would have been uh, ranked in the top 25. Logan, Texas, all this, but since the first time since 1998. And Jeff Longs took a lot of criticism from Arkansas fans, not so much from national or the national perspective, but he took some you know hits over the Bobby Petrino thing. But if that happened, he'd be looking pretty good. You know, two teams in the top 25, and that hasn't happened since Nolan was here. And then, you know, my dad always taught me. Uh, since I was a very young man, that uh, people aren't always going to like you. Not everybody's going to like you. You're going to do things that uh, people aren't going to necessarily agree with. But he always taught me that if you always try your best to do the right thing, that good things will happen more often than not. Because if you try to please everybody, you're going to end up not pleasing anybody. But if you are steadfast in your faith and you do what, what you, you know, and I think that says a lot about, you know, I think Jeff Long sort of proven that. Jeff you know, he he took a stand, he took a very unpopular stance firing Bobby Petrino, uh, Mike Anderson. That that was another move. You know, people forget this now, but Mike was not an overwhelmingly popular hire for a guy that has his resume. Um, even friends of uh, of ours uh, of the show uh, don't necessarily are into the Mike Anderson era, just because maybe his ties to Nolan Richardson, other reasons. Uh, but Jeff did what he felt was right. He ran off John Pelfrey, which I think most people agree was right. <laughs> that guy had to go no matter what. We could have He was bleeding too much. I, I, know, I know I'm preaching right now that you can't please everybody. I think running John Pelfrey off pleased most people. Uh, you hire Mike Anderson. You run by Petrino off, which was decidedly unpopular, even with myself. And you hire Brett, and he took some heat. Like you said, he took some heat last year. He hired, took some heat with – and, uh, again, nobody's happy with 6-6 six and six for the football team, but they are happy with, their, with the direction. So what I'm saying is – Jeff did what he felt was right. 
in his heart and with his morals. And again, this is big business, okay? This this guy knew he was going to take some heat. He knew he was there was going to be some people, you know, crapping on him. But he's sort of right now like I think he just like walks around with that "How You Like Me Now" song uh, blaring in his house, like as his ringtone. Like you know, and he's probably at the playoff committee meeting right now at dinner. He's getting a call from Mrs. Long and "How You Like Me Now." I mean, I mean, the, the, the dude, the, the dude's almost made it through. I mean, he just you got to give the guy credit because not not a lot of people wouldn't have done what he had done, um, and for good reason. It, it's tough to run off a guy like Bobby Petrino with the success that he had here. You ran um, off a coach that won 21 games in two years. That takes some stones. It takes some stone, and again, it, it takes stones to hire a guy like Brett. You know, Brett. I think we all questioned at the time if the fit was there. You know, you can't question his resume, but the fit. Just can you out Alabama, Alabama? Can you out LSU, LSU? And we still don't know the definitive answer, but the early returns are uh, are pretty impressive, and people are excited about the bowl game. People are getting excited about basketball, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and yeah, Colby's right. You got You got to give Jeff some uh, some credit on that because he. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want his job. I would want his job to do the fun stuff like going to ball games and like eating steak and stuff. Um, I don't think I'd want to make those big decisions. I think. Yeah. Would you like to be the guy that could? Would you like to be the guy that made the decision to to fire or keep VP? Because either way, you're going to catch him. No, I would throw somebody. I would hire a mug to do that job for me, and then and then fire him for firing Petrino. I would, you know, I I look back at like some when we had a you know coaching job come up, and I'm like, you know, I think when Nutt got fired, I'm like, let's hire Lane Kiffin. He's really good offensive coordinator. Oh my! You know, I was looking at Paul Rhodes a couple years ago. I was like, that's a good coach. Uh, What's Northwest? Western's coach. Well, we, we almost. Uh, like he's a good coach, and so you look back and you're like, "Man, these were not good coaches, at all." So it's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. It'd be really tough to be an AD, especially having knee jerk reaction off of a coach that had you know one good season, or as an offensive coordinator or a coordinator that you know does well, because that always don't translate to uh, to being a good head coach. As you can see Randy, Randy Shannon was a hell of a, a defensive coordinator, and uh, you know he probably got a, a bad deal at. Um, at Miami, but you know he wasn't just you know killing it there you as far look, as you, losses. You can look no farther than Muschamp to also justify that great defensive yeah. coordinator. He went to a great program with all the necessities to win and just couldn't get it done. But um, I guess it's a good transition for us now to go to the bowl uh, talk. Uh, you know Arkansas six and six. Uh, we all believe that we're going to get a bowl game. I know we have you know too many teams and not enough tie-ins right now. Um, we're going to hope that a six and six Arkansas team gets a bowl, right, guys? I mean they can't leave us out, right? That would be so devastating for this team, you know. You you get you think you get over the hump, and then come next Sunday, you don't hear your name announced. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but the, you know it'd just be horrible for, I know for the players, you know, for us, but more so for the players and uh, coaches. Yeah, actually, there's a story in today's um, Arkansas Democrat Gazette that uh, Brett Bilma said he feels like they've absolutely earned a bowl trip. You know, he said he said his guys have been grinded down, and but he feels like let me find the actual quote. Um, even though the SEC, he said, yeah, I'd put our foot six and six football team against anybody against a lot of teams, eight and four, eight, nine and nine three. And three or yeah. yeah. Um, as we prove here today, they're going to Atlanta for a chance to win the championship. And I bet you don't want to go play us again. Uh, and I'd agree. I think I, I'd agree with them. Like I said, I mean, some, some might take that as bragging. Some might see that as swaggerific, uh, you know, um, you know, talk, but I mean, he's right. He's proven it. His Brett's been there. Uh, he's put his team up against them. And here's the thing. It is going to be a tight year, but I feel like these bowls, their goal is to make money. Uh, I think they know Arkansas will travel. I believe that a lot of people can can sort of see the writing on the wall. Again, just sort of the possibility 
of an up-and-coming Arkansas team giving somebody a good game. And um, I, I just think there will be one there. Where is it Where is it going to be? There's really no telling. You know, well, yeah. I've, Right now we got three big speculatory uh, projections right now. Uh, you've got Birmingham uh, and the, I guess the BB, BBVA Compass Bowl. Yes. Uh, you got the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, and then you've got okay. the fan favorite Liberty Bowl in Memphis. Um, so it could be any of those three. What are you What are you guys feeling? What do you guys think? Who, what do you think is the best matchup for Arkansas? You know, you got the the Big Twelve in uh in Liberty Bowl. You got ACC in uh, Shreveport, and you also got uh, what looks to be almost a Memphis lock in Birmingham. Actually, uh, I, all the talk. Yeah, I covered the Memphis football game yesterday against UConn, uh, and all the talk there was that their Memphis with their co-conference championship, they're now going to probably go to the Miami Beach Bowl. Um, like they're out of. I'm not going to say they're out of the hunt for the Birmingham Bowl, but I'll say this: if it's not Memphis there, uh, I'm not really interested in Birmingham so much. Uh, I mean, you'll end up playing some other. I mean, Memphis would be fun just for like you know area people. Um, but there's no history with some of these other teams unless it's like Houston. Arkansas-Houston was sort of stir the echoes of the 80s. Andre Ware, Arkansas, beating the Heisman Trophy winner in Little Rock. Uh, but, I mean, I, I just can't get jazzed up about Arkansas-Central Florida in the Birmingham Bowl. That's just me. Uh, if it's Arkansas-Texas in the Liberty Bowl, as our colleague Logan Livingston predicted in 2011, <laughs> uh, that's something I can get behind. Because, again, I, I, I'm very near the Memphis market. I could beat the fairgrounds in 20 minutes. Really, Arkansas, anybody in the Liberty Bowl would be preferred for me. Mm-hmm. After that, the Shreveport, who, who, it's Arkansas playing who? I saw Miami at one point. ACC, yeah. yeah it's Miami, Miami or Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. That'd be a nice matchup. Maybe you know, North Carolina. I heard North Carolina or Virginia Tech. I hadn't seen yeah. Miami yet. But I've nice seen one game. Miami. Uh, that would be a good one because of our recruiting ties to the, you know, uh, South Florida, and, and especially if Al Golden eventually gets fired. Uh, you know, I, I love that matchup personally. Uh, yeah, I think Miami. Anybody, any common fan can get behind Arkansas. Miami, Arkansas, North Carolina. I think has a lot of intrigue. Uh, Arkansas's faced North Carolina in the 1995 uh, Carquest Bowl. That did not end well for us. That was Mac Brown as the Tar Heel head coach at the time. Well, we lost that game. It was a sad, one of the saddest days of my life in 1995, which means I had it pretty good in 1995. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and Virginia Tech, uh, they're not what they used to be, but I still feel like the, uh, nationally. If you talk about Arkansas, Virginia Tech, it seems like a big game. Am I right about that? That's a premier, yeah. that's a premier matchup. That's um, that's not as good as Arkansas, Texas, but it's probably the next best thing for us out of all the projections I've seen so far. Uh, that'd be the best matchup for us outside of the Arkansas, Texas matchup. Is Arkansas? You've got to be feeling pretty good. I mean, I even said this before we, you know, um, I guess it didn't really change. When we go into Missouri, before we went to Missouri, I said, you know, if I I got to feel good about Arkansas's bow chances of getting a W, no matter who they play. I mean, they're playing as good as anybody in the country, even you know after that Missouri game. Well, the good thing about the bowl, you get some rest too. We'll get some guys back. I know. I don't. I wasn't. I can't. Remember if Derby's going to be back or not for the bowl. I know Skipper's been banged up pretty much the whole year, uh, at least the last uh, uh, end of the, or the last half of the year. So it'd be good to get him back healthy, and you know, of course, Brandon Allen. But uh, and then of course these reps, like Logan was saying, for the uh, the especially the 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 freshmen and, and the sophomores, and uh, getting them in line, and then of course just all the players. So this- Guys, I hate to be the, the the contrary voice here, but. Uh, the downside of having three to four weeks off for bowl preparation, that's more time for Jim Trainey to draw up pass routes when we should be running the ball. Oh, we're going to have a quintuple <laughs> reverse on that first drive against Texas in the Liberty Bowl. <laughs> and it's going to be a pass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It's, um, we're going to start in the uh, Wildcat. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to start in the Wildcat, throw it to BA, and he's going to throw a pass. That's what's going to happen. That's the kind of crazy stuff Jim Chaney's trying to think of right now. I would also I would also say uh, so if I had to rank all right so so let's rank the potential bowl uh, destinations for us in the matchups okay the destination let's take the destination out of it let's just talk about pure matchup on the field I think we all agree Arkansas Texas we would kill for is that right yeah it's number mm-hmm. one by far they can play that thing on the moon and I would try to get a media credential for it <laughs> uh, don't know how I'd get there I would definitely charge the company for mileage. Uh, I actually am higher on Arkansas Miami. They 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 tuned us up pretty good in the late '80s in a non-conference series. Uh, I still feel like, as a common fan, if you said Arkansas Miami, I still feel like people are like, "Dad gum, that's a New Year's Day bowl somewhere." Uh, I'd say third for me would be Virginia Tech. Like Logan was saying, it just seemed, you know big names. Like they, the teams aren't what they usually are, but Arkansas, Virginia Tech. That's you know that sounds like a BCS bowl. That sounds like the Sugar Bowl one year. You know it's. Uh, and then after that, I don't know. It'd be another Big Twelve school. I just can't get up get up for the the AAC team in Birmingham. Like, I know there's good football there. I understand that. If it's Memphis, I, you know, I'll put Arkansas, Memphis down there as fourth because I think that would appeal. Uh, that would give us an an end for recruiting, and it'd be a nice local matchup. It's a shame it would be played in Birmingham. So, uh, Colby, what, what, rank your top four potential matchups for Arkansas? Uh, pretty pretty much, I get it, it, what you said: Texas, uh, Miami, Virginia Tech, and I'd say maybe North Carolina, and then. And then maybe Memphis. I don't know who else in the Big Twelve is kind of in that. You know, maybe Oklahoma. I don't know if they're they're yeah. bad enough to make it, but um, you know that'd be an interesting uh, team. Let me look at the Big Twelve. Yeah, the matchup that I saw for the Liberty Bowl that I was going to rank in there was the West, West Virginia, Virginia game. Yeah, West yeah. Virginia. Oh. I forgot about them. Uh, you know that that would be a good matchup. Stole my thunder, Colby. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, that just means that great minds think alike. We're all on the same page here at the Hallcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and we didn't have any prep on it either, so it's not like we're just you know prepared. Yeah, that we're actually just spitballing over here. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, any of them except that? What conferences did that tie into the Birmingham Bowl Conference AAC, USA? The American okay, okay, used to be the Conference USA, I think, or, or uh, some of them they, were from well, that. They, they they rated, yeah, they, yeah. they branded themselves. That's right. Because if you play any of them, um, uh, you're supposed to win. If you lose, you know, it just looks really, really bad. The great it, it, it was kind of like ECU. I mean, ECU huh. had a really good team. We luckily their kicker missed what three field goes. We out, and, we out to hotted them. Yeah. Right. Well, Logan, what are your top four matchups? Uh, Arkansas, Texas, obviously. Um, I think number two. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't guess I consider Miami a big program anymore, like you guys do. Uh, mm. You know, Miami was big. You know. Right when I first started watching football, but they've been down for a long time. Um, I agree. Still a huge market, obviously, for recruiting. But outside of that, I really don't want to watch that game personally. Um, hmm. Number two, I'd have to give to Virginia Tech. Honestly, I think they're bigger. They've been better more recently uh, in my football history since I've been watching. Um, then after that, I'd go with West Virginia. I think that'd be fun to see their high-powered offense go against our defense. I'd like to just see that, see what happens. Uh, I want to see how drunk uh, Dana Holgerson and Brett would get beside the pool. Oh man, uh, wherever they play that thing, it would all probably go to if it's in like Shreveport, they'd go to Casino. I know oh, that's not the matchup. Hey, I'll, I'll go to, hey, I'll go to, it'll be in Memphis. I'll go to Bill Street with old Bert and Holgerson. Oh my, yeah. Oh my God. And Tunica's that's not too far down the road either. Wasn't it uh, Holgerson that got arrested in the casino for being drunk or something? That's the only reason I keep bringing that casino thing up. It sounds he's like got, something he's he would do. A couple times, yeah, and he looks like it. He looks like it too. <laughs> Uh, no, you know, no offense. So what was your fourth one? Uh, fourth one, I guess, would be 
I don't really care about Birmingham. I'm gonna be honest. I don't want to go there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with. I'm with. Yeah, so I, I guess I'll go Arkansas Miami just because I don't want to go to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> just to save me the trouble of yeah, going. There. I just don't uh, want to. So I guess that we should go ahead and go ahead and predict where you guys think we're gonna go. Uh, since we don't have a game to predict, we might as well predict what bowl we're gonna go to and the matchup. I'll start with Colby. I think we end up in the Duck Commander Boat in Shreveport, Louisiana. Ooh. And I think we play Virginia Tech. Chucky. Nice game. You know, I, I'm just going to I'm gonna roll my heart, man. I, I think we end up in Memphis. I think the Liberty Bowl wants Arkansas. I think Arkansas wants the Liberty Bowl. Arkansas fans for certain. Uh, and I think they're going to look forward to playing uh, Texas University Longhorns. Ooh. And uh, on the fairgrounds, uh, and again, that that might be one uh, with Logan in town where we just do, like, we go to the media stuff, we do we, we, we do the daily update. I mean, I'm talking like we're just going to blow out the coverage. Uh, I just, because that, that, that's what I want. Like, I, again, it's all about me. You ask me what I want. I want Arkansas. <laughs> it's, it's all not about a big Chuck. Bowl game. The bowl game is it's, all about Chuck. <laughs> it's all about me. I'm not playing or doing anything. I just want to go. Uh, that's me. Texas would be great. West Virginia would be great. Um, it doesn't matter. Big 12 is still, you know, Monster Conference, whoever it is, I want to see it. Let's make it happen. Logan, talk to me. Uh, I don't think it's actually going to happen. I really do believe in my heart that we go to the Independence Bowl. Mm. But I really want my prediction to be right from June of 2011. <laughs> so I'm going to go Arkansas, Texas in the Liberty Bowl, baby. That, that's as good a reason as any so, to, to make a prediction. Uh, guys, we have any questions or anything? We've got about four minutes left on the show. Uh, no questions. Well, no like, questions. Well, we, uh, I can blame me. I've done a poor job getting that out uh, before we uh, recorded. I, th- I think I was just depressed this week after the game. Well, it's been a tough week, holidays. Yeah, well. yeah. Well, it, well so we'll, we'll try to do better, we're, listeners. Well, well, while we're here, we want to go ahead and uh, want to give a shout out to Hog fans. Um, their, their forum's phenomenal. I think we're all members over there. You know, like, like posts and everybody posts really intelligent questions. We like a visiting with the people over there. Uh, thanks for listening as always uh, we love having y'all we love y'all's feedback uh, whether bad or good uh, a lot of bad a lot of good again you're not going to make everybody happy um, and uh, again you know it's it's been a fun season we enjoy doing this on Sundays I, I've, I've gotten where I look forward to it uh, Colby it's all he thinks about uh, I actually really hate this job I hate talking to Charlie so he really does and we're trying to reassign him to just the tech department as quickly as possible uh, but anyway Thanks for listening. Happy holiday. Hope your Thanksgiving was phenomenal. Hope you didn't uh, get banged up in the Black Friday shopping. We'll be back next week with, a, I guess, a hoops recap. And we'll some Liberty Bowl, Bowl coverage, baby. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll know our bowl destination by then, wherever it may be. I mean, I'm still holding out for a playoff spot myself. <laughs> make it happen, Jeff. Get Arkansas in the playoffs. Come on, baby. Jeff. Make it rain, baby. <laughs> Listen to all the good things we're saying about you. Uh, guys, seriously, thanks for listening. Uh, happy late Thanksgiving. I'm Chuck Livingston. I'm Kobe, and thanks for listening. Yep, and I'm Logan. See you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thank you all.